the Plan C Podcast. Welcome to our 30th episode. Um, it feels great to be doing our 30th episode. Obviously, you know, we would like to be talking about something a little less uh, depressing. But you know what? The world's kind of depressing these days. But you know what? We are here to tell you that, yes, it is depressing, but you can still push forward. And speaking of we, my great co-host, Cameron, how are you doing today? What is good? Stolo here, chilling, feeling Stolo. good. Oh, Stolo. That's 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 just that's going to stick. I, I, I got a feeling in my mind. That's just going to stick. That sounds great. Stolo. Thank you. I'm definitely I'm definitely leaning into it. Yeah, I would say. Um, so we just both wanted to just before we get into the episode, we wanted to just thank everyone who has given us one listen, one like any piece of, you know, advice anyone has given us. Um, just a, a single listen, a, a, a single mention. You know, if you follow the Instagram, you follow the Twitter. Um, we just, uh, you know. Thank you. It, you know, COVID has definitely sort of made us, I would say, shift because we can't record in the same room um, just because of sound stuff. So we've been streaming more. So you guys should check that out. Uh, and beside that, you know, check out our Instagram, check out our Twitter, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so on. Yeah, you know, just thank you guys because, uh, you know, if nobody was listening, we certainly wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Facts. Thank you, people. Yeah, seriously, it's just, um, you know, you make it, you make it easier. And you know what, Cameron, you also make it easier. So thank you as well. Thank you, man. Uh, always, always appreciate my, my, my great ass co-host. All right. We have rambled and it's, we got to get into the episode now. Um, so as you can clearly see the title states, you know, the state of the smash community. Um, and so Cameron, do you, do you want to explain what has happened over the past month or so? Um, I guess it was July 1st and 2nd, so maybe not month, but you know, just sort of what, what's been going on in the Smash community? Uh, yeah, for sure. So if you aren't aware of the, the, the situation that's going on within the Smash community, multiple large influencers have been called out for pedophilia as well as sexual assault and other things and there has been a lot through through twitter and social media a lot of the victims have come forth and brought forth their stories and as a result a lot of these prominent smash bros players have been canceled and as they've been i think I can't cancel is such a bad term for this. I, I feel because, you know, and, and that's not, that's not you or anything. That's just sort of our society. I, I feel like we should just say exposed, you know, cause it's not like, I, I don't know. They, they're, they well, were exposed, you know, Well, I'll say they've been exposed and have also been had their Cancel. social media yeah. accounts essentially shut down. If not, they have fled from the scene. Yeah, uh, probably there are a lot of like pending legal investigations on some of these people, but these are like the heads of the Smash community. Essentially, it's like it's a very large upheaval that has been going on recently. Yeah. So 
our history with Smash Bros. Um, is that as young kids, you know, we both had GameCubes and we both had uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Uh, played that. Then, you know, when the Wii came out, Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Uh, both played that. Uh, I, I I wasn't playing Smash during Smash 4, but, you know, once the Switch came out and once Smash came out on the Switch, I was right back on. Um, yeah, and I was playing, I played Smash 4 throughout high school. Yeah, until, so. Until Smash Ultimate came out. Both of us definitely have an affinity, I would say, to Smash. And, you know, we, we care about the state of the game. And it's it's something that has definitely just been ever-present in, I would say, both of our lives. And has definitely been sort of a source to bring people together. Uh, just sure. in terms Just in terms of our friend group and the people we hang out with. For sure, for sure. Like, uh, definitely growing up, in Brooklyn, a lot of the times, like when people come to each other's houses and stuff like that, Smash is the game that people are playing. You know, it's like all age groups can play Smash. You know, I had older friends that played Smash Bros, younger friends that played Smash Bros. It's just it was a very community oriented game and it had it probably had a very large effect on my social life growing up. So it's definitely um, it's hard to see the game in this state, especially yeah. with people that, you know, people that I personally watched and had yeah. no idea this was happening and all of a sudden you learn something them. about the community and it's like you know the game means something different to you and for you know yeah yeah for sure um and just as a preface um neither Cameron and I have personally dealt with sexual assault so you know this isn't you know if we say things that are wrong or offensive i i we we just want we just want what is right um well there, there's no there's no malice and yeah we're yeah, we won't no, be speaking no from the perspective not, of someone that yeah. knows about any of this stuff we're yeah, just going to be squarely speaking about the smash community and yeah you know we 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 stream smash for about six hours a week um, on YouTube. So, you know, we, we felt it was important to talk about this. And, and again, you know, we, I, I, I can't say that, you know, I have been sexually assaulted. So I'm definitely coming from a place that is much more like trying to understand than currently understand. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, I think, I, I don't want to speak for you, Cameron, but, um, I think, you know, you're sort of in the same situation where, we again, we we are lucky enough that we haven't had to deal with the horrors of that um, just within our personal lives. Uh, so, again, if we if we if we say something that is just out of line and like we don't we don't we don't we don't say anything about it, just like, please, like this is. We're, we're stupid and ignorant, you know, we're, we're trying to learn, but we're stupid and ignorant. So that that can lead to, you know, one of us saying something incredibly stupid. So that being said, um, I think we should maybe move on to why, you know, maybe Smash um, and the history of Smash has led to the situation that we are in now. Uh, sure. So um, the history of Smash, like Smash originally started with like, um, wasn't it N64? Uh, Smash, Smash 64, Bros. yeah. Yeah, Smash 64 was the first Smash Bros. came out. 
before I was even able to hold a controller. But I think it before we were even born. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> it's I, very possible. Yeah. We'll, but, we'll, um, have, we'll have to get R and D on that. Yeah, we'd have to get a fact check on that. But um, for the game, for me at least, started with Melee. And through Melee, it had the first wave of players playing like really competitively. They formed its own competitive scene outside of Nintendo. Just community people love the game so much that they made this competitive scene. And then through the years when that game's uh, kind of transitioned into Smash Brawl, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, those same melee players actually detached kind of from the community and brawl had its own community growing from it with a new age of players who were also then young and from brawl those players transitioned to smash 4 but the players that played brawl also played smash 4 so it was an interest it was like an odd dichotomy of you had players that have been playing the game for maybe four to eight years in the competitive scene who were that, now that had started with brawl that had started with brawl when they were younger but were now you know young adults or adults and then you had the new wave of players coming into smash 4 who yep. were still kids or like you know middle school high schoolers around that age and it was and because of the situation that it's not it's not sp- sponsored by nintendo so all of the events are very much community all the community rules apply, but there's no real like supervision or supervisors of these of these tournaments. And then the time you get to ultimate, that age gap that age gap is like very huge, and you ended up with the situation we have now with the lack of supervision and just the overall lack yeah. of rules and you know yeah yeah social so, behavior. It's been very ju- very just toxic. For, just for some people, if you might have missed that. Um, because that was a very good in-depth conversation, or I guess explanation on what Cameron said. Long story short, uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee sort of developed into its own community outside of the Smash Bros. community. Um, so that, that you know, that's why you have this. I, I'm not going to call it a fracture, but a splitting off between the Melee players and then the rest of the Smash community. Um, a schism, and, if you will. A, a schism. There you go. Um, not, not necessarily like uh, an angry schism or anything, but just, you know, this is a different style of game anyway. Um, and what Cameron means by, you know, everything is fan run is Nintendo has only run one official super smash bros tournament that has been sponsored by Nintendo itself. Um, it was called the smash 64 cup, I believe, uh, I could be wrong, but yeah, um, and from there, everything else is just community driven and community run. So that's just just to just to clarify what you were saying in case anyone was um, anyone was confused on that. No, for sure, for sure. And, and there's and there's and there's a bunch of games that way, you know. Uh, yeah. So just we we talked about some of the the biggest names in Smash, such as like Zero, D1, uh, Kitaro, Nairo, Sinipai, you know, I, I think we said close to 50 people um, have been exposed and have exited the scene now. Well, we um, haven't said yet, but we did just now. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's why, that's why I was, you know, trying to sort of just meld them together, if you will. Uh, and, you know, and it's not just players. 
it's not. You know, you have commentators. You even have the co-founder of a fighting game. What what would you? How would you describe Evo? Uh, Evo or Evolution is the largest fighting game tourney probably in the world. Yeah, and that so. that's that's a that's tech. I guess it's technically fan run, right? Uh, no. Uh, okay. Evo is its own is its own organization. It's a huge tournament that has like a bunch of a bunch of video games, fighting games, and everything. Announce events at Evo. Yeah, it's yeah. like Capcom. All the all the big games. Yeah, are there. it's it's so like it's comic. It's like Comic Con had a baby with a fighting game tournament. Anyway, even you know, even like the co-founder of Evo has 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 been exposed as well. Uh, so you know, this isn't this isn't something that is hitting just players. Uh, it's it's unfortunately rife throughout the entire entire you know the entire the entire damn thing. Yeah. So for like uh, a stat would be yeah, Evo yeah, Evo 2018 had over 11,000 attendees in competition. Yeah. Like, and, and that's not and even for, like watching. And for video games that are not rated M, such as Smash and other games like that, it's, you literally can't, like, they, well, I'm not going to say can't because I could have, but they didn't sort of filter out these things. And that sort of leads us to what, I think I want to ask you next is, you know, what's the, the influence these people have over young people in the scene in general? Like, how does that happen? Well, for example, like in, in Evo, the, the, the amount of people watching is from all age groups and it's very extensive. Like, I think there was like, it's like five and a half million hours watched from that one event alone. But these influencers really do have a huge impact on these young young teens' lives, especially like a lot of people. A lot of these players may not necessarily be the most social outside of outside of the online community, and they really look up to these players as role models. You know, beyond mm-hmm. beyond just like people that they see that are like, oh, this guy's really good at the game. They really do interact with them as as role models and people that they look up to. You know. And I think that it really speaks to a um, a greater problem in social media with people really looking up to their social media, pers- like the personalities of their social media idols as people to look up to when they're very much fallible humans. And just because they're good at a game doesn't mean that they're necessarily a good influence. And I think this is really, this situation is really telling that we, First of all, the influencers themselves might need to change how they interact with fans, but also we need to have some lines of education going to young people and how they're looking at their idols on social media. Yeah, that's that's definitely, while I would say it's a part of it, it's definitely like a bigger conversation in terms of like influencers in, in the world. So like definitely a great point because you know, while this is like stupidly prevalent in Smash in terms of how people idolize Smash players, because there is there is a stigma with with um with Smash players. You know, there there oh, is for sure. For um, sure. and so I think that when you have th- 
these people, well, I mean, again, it's, it's, I can say this for any type of influencer culture. Um, so yeah, great point. Great point. Why, what do you think is going to be in the future of the Smash community? Would be my question for you. Well, let as, me, as a streamer. Yeah, yeah. As a, as a streamer, let me, let me just say that, like, I think that there needs to be a new wave of people who are just like, you know, you got a good heart. And it's and it's hard and it's so hard to discern that because people these days they can hide behind a social media uh, page or you know, they can they can hide behind a keyboard and a screen. But I think you you truly need people to come in who are going to be like, you know what? We fucked up, but, well, not we, but the community is in, well, uh, the community needs leadership. That's what I will say. That's and I think when there's sort of a vacuum of these influencers and these personalities that it's it's so hard to find the right one so to speak because that's because then then you're going to end up with another zero as as the top player which is which is well, you don't want that shit because that you know um i okay so what should change i think tournaments they need to be monitored and maybe even split up by age group i i don't know how you'd specifically go into that, but I definitely think the tournaments themselves need more regulations. If that has happened already, amazing. But I think that's the first biggest step. You need to you need to cut out the opportunities where these people are, you know, going to going to stay in, you know, the same room in the same ballroom as like a 13-year-old when this guy's a 29-year-old predator. Um nice. it's shit like that. I also think Nintendo, they, I think they, they should step in. I really think they should. I just think that that type of organization is not going to be able to be done by the community. And it'll just lead to more shit. I also think that just Smash tournaments and Smash tournament organizers need to do a much better job about just like, just hotels. Like, you know oh, what? For sure. If... If somebody if somebody is under the age of like 17 and they're coming to a smash tournament, you can't come without your parent being there. Shit yeah. like that. That was um, one of the definitely the larger problems was like people you know having a role model or something and they're all in this hotel room, you know, with exactly. 29 year olds to 13 year olds, you know. Like it's just it's that's not something that should happen. Like 13 year olds should not be there with in tournaments that are overnight no. without a supervisor. No. For sure. No. It yeah. should not happen. No, overnight, overnight. That, again, that's one. I, I think those regulations need to lock the fuck up um, because right now it's, you know, it's not going well. Um, I mean, you know, obviously <laughs> part, part of my brain is like, hey, Plan C podcast, we're two upstanding dudes and we play Smash, you know, check us out. Uh, but obviously I would like the attention shifted to people who... I, I don't know. I think there should be more talk of advocacy 
Uh, and I think that's sort of the next big thing aside from the regulation. I think the Smash community itself needs to sort of grapple with this and be like, you know what? That's fucked up that we that that happened. And it's it's even harder because these are all community run. So it's not like you can go to Nintendo and be like, hey, can we have a fund put together for, you know, victims who may need therapy or shit like that? I it's 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 so tough. And that's why the community really needs to grasp the shit out of this, because without the push of sort of an overlord, I think it can fall apart very easily. Hell, this I think this could even lead to, if not handled correctly, it could lead to the potential downfall of like the Smash streaming community. Because who, if if you don't have the right leadership and the right people saying, you know, the right things and making sure people are safe, making sure kids are safe, making sure these 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 extremely influential children, making sure that you know what. They're going to come here, they're going to play video games, and they're going to have a great time, and nothing else will happen. How how do you build that? That is what Smash needs to figure out. Um, yeah. No, no, for sure. I think the the future of the Smash community right now is in, um, it is in trouble, specifically also sponsors and stuff like that who were originally sponsoring the game, and a lot of them who sponsored the players that are now ousted from the community it's un it's unlikely that a lot of these sponsors will come back to support the Smash community, which is which is a sad thing because it, it can lead to like the death of a game. But and and the death of jobs for people, you know? Yeah. Some there there are good people, good streamers who, you know, rely on streaming this game, rely on going to tournaments. Um Yeah, so obviously that's <laughs> not the direction we would want but you know it's it could happen yeah because like it's important to it's important to acknowledge that while that while a lot of these players that are being ousted are very large in the community it is Mm -hmm. not the entire community like there are hundreds of thousands of you know probably millions of people that play smash bros you know what i mean and it's it's not necessarily representative of the community, but it does speak to an oversight in how the community is organizing itself. And I do believe that without the without reorganizing rules and tournaments and making sure this doesn't happen again, it will definitely be a problem. Now, whether people will necessarily trust the Smash community, Smash community again, is is up to is up to y'all. You know, after hearing all the all the stories, it's really really not up to people, the the community to decide whether or not they sh- will go on. But I, I would say that even though this is a, this is like a, it's a terrible thing that this happened, this community, but it is a, the ousting of all these people is a very positive thing. And like people can, being able to speak their truths as well. Yeah, like there's been a, a large, even following Smash community, there, the Smash community incidents, there have been other incidents where people have come out and spoke their truth, and a lot of other people in other games have been removed from their positions of power. So I do think it's it's an overall a positive thing, and it really wipes the slate clean for 
the future of the Smash community because now if anyone, if anyone, a lot of these people had no idea that this was even possible. And I will say that yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these people had no idea they were doing anything wrong. Even like these are. That's yeah. That's a that's that's a bigger thing. It's a that's a larger issue, which I guess I, I guess I'll, I'll go and I'll go into that. Um, yeah, I guess because it's because it's all with like dynamics and and the sort of the type of person uh, to engage in such behavior. You know, who is that person? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like um, like a lot of people when they hear when they hear like the if you ever if you saw this on Twitter you saw this on Instagram or whatever you hear like the big buzz lines of like oh such and such trash people blah 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 blah. But I think it's very important for people to understand why there are so many predators in this community and the type of people that are in the smash community. And this is obviously going to be very subjective and it's coming from just like my experience as well as my experience of watching the community. Mm -hmm. And, and you, lot, you would say, you would say you, you watch a good amount of smash. I watch a wild amount of smash bros. Yeah. I watch a, a, a large, a large amount of content, but, um, <laughs> The, so you know your stuff. Yeah, I, I know the I know the general trends and uh, I I I'm aware of all the specific situations that have gone on from the the details we will not cover because that I feel that would be not It's it's gratuitous. Great. It's gratuitous. Yeah, it's, there's 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 no need to go into the details. If you really fucking want, you can do that yourself. Yeah, we're you, just we're just you here to heard talk the names. about. Yeah. The names. You, you can look up the specific situations though I I, I would warn you to Yeah, to do you know we're just, we're we're not gonna mention. I even we were even on the fence about mentioning some of the predators' names. Um, but I don't know. I just, yeah. It, but, it's yeah. What are you gonna say? Oh, you can you can finish. Go ahead. Well, I, I wanna I wanna keep hammering this point home. I just because I you know I I don't know how we're coming across. Um. This is, it's, it's disgusting what has happened, but it's a good thing. This, this shit coming to light, people being able to, to tell the truth and to expose these people for who they truly are. Like, this is, I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's something people, that needs to happen. And if people, and if people feel strong enough to express how they're feeling in terms of what has happened to them. Then you know what? You need to express yourself. I, well, I don't want to say you need to express yourself, but like, thank you for expressing yourself. Yeah, it's like um, people coming forth now makes it more likely for people to come out in the future of when regarding these types of issues within the online community. Oh, so it, you know, I'm sorry, what were you gonna say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and along with that, just uh, you, you asked me earlier what I think should change. If any, if there is a whiff, if there is a whiff of this happening, at, at X immediately, you know. Yeah, Just, and I, and with that, I will I will preface saying that there should definitely be like um I I personally I I don't believe like in the future, Twitter should probably not be how these issues are necessarily come to be. No, I believe there should no. probably be an organization that people can go to. Yeah. Regarding these kinds of situa situations, because at the end of the day, Twitter is not a jury. 
like you know people don't know how to deal with how to deal with evidence and stuff like that there's like a this is like a very this is something that should be dealt with the police or yep. or an organization specific to this because i like twitter does not necessarily have the the facilities to deal with these types of situations it, it the, really doesn't and the and the problem with twitter is that there are so many people that are just so willing to try and prove you wrong um and not even not even people who know you not even people who know your story they don't know shit about you but you know they're a fan of one of these people and they'll be they'll they'll gaslight you you know no, it's like a lot of people on Twitter all feel like they're the smartest person in the room. And, yeah, yeah. And that they know everything and their their opinion is like the word of God. And yeah. they can't have their minds changed. And those people are not the type of people that you want to necessarily be deciding issues like this. And that be whether to cancel someone or not to cancel someone, anything like that. It's it's really it really shouldn't be up to people that have no wherewithal or knowledge of set situations. Completely um, agree. Um, so getting on to what I was saying about the type of person to engage in such behavior in the Smash community, I think what is very important to acknowledge is that a lot of these people were originally originally gained their fame when they were probably younger. And a lot of them are a lot of these people that are that are streamers and streaming this game, a lot of them are introverts. They're not like people that are like gonna be like the Chads of your high school. And stuff like that, and as well as they don't, they're not necessarily socialized as well as some of the other people. If they're, if a lot of their reactions, a lot of their interactions have only been online, and it's like, and as well as the fact that there's such a large age discrepancy mm. amongst a game that has been across an age variation. I'll say, yeah, variation, like because like it's the the series has lasted for like two decades now. It's like it's such a huge amount of time. Mm-hmm. And when you're getting a lot of these people that never had any attention, are very introverted, have only only have friends online, and all of a sudden you pump them full of fame, and now they're like they're they're legit famous. You yeah, know? they're legit famous, and they and a lot of people there's no there's no handbook on how to deal with fame, and you you see this in you see this in sports, you see this in you see this in a bunch of community that people gain a lot of attention when they're not used to it. But, you know, at least in sports, people that are popular in sports were popular in high school. You know, these people mm. have never been popular in their lives. They don't even know, you know, like these people have like some of these people have never had a significant other or anything mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. to put them in a position of power such as this is like without any supervision is is a it's kind of something bad is doomed to happen. You know, yeah. you, you're you're essentially hoping that this person is a is a great person who grew up in this environment and and, and, and behaves well and had the proper upbringing had yeah had had the proper upbringing to deal with this with this type of fame and situation mm. and a lot of this results in like you know a lot of this results in like grooming and like people that don't understand power dynamics you know a lot of these people who are who are like considered you know very introverts and, and not necessarily considered cool all all of a sudden can't comprehend the power dynamic they have over their fans and stuff like that. And that may be, and that's people within the same age group and not just younger is what I'm talking about. Like yeah. this is because a lot of these incidents aren't just like, you know, pedophilia or anything like that. It's, it's, you know, asking for unsolicited pictures, etc., among people, their age group, as well as just general harassment. Yeah. Male and female age ages range, however. And it's a lot of it is people just not knowing how to deal with their 
sudden spike in popularity and and the dynamic that comes with it. Yeah, I think you definitely uh, definitely covered that. Um, I think we should before before we you know sort of speak from our heart. Um, well, I mean, I guess we've kind of been doing that the entire time, but we have a more sort of interpretive part for us in the end. Uh, so before we get to that, uh, you know, how how did this go on just so long without being addressed? Um, well, a lot of the a lot of these incidents, if you look into the specific incidents, which I again trigger warning, um, a lot of them are these the victims had told other people but had not but had told other people not to become public so 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 some of this knowledge was known in the community between people that are very popular in the community but the victims didn't necessarily want this going public and there is because these these days it's 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 almost bad to be the victim oh for sure Um, like there's there'll be there'll be a certain amount of support for sure that's going to happen whether you, when you post something like this on Twitter, but there's also definitely a large amount of blowback yep. depending on the size of the person that is being talked about. Their fans, just in terms of the number of people they have following them, can absolutely crush someone. Yeah, yeah, can crush like a single person. You know, your your life changes forever. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's like a lot of a lot of these people. Like, if you if they were to say their truth through like a burner account or account that wasn't necessarily representative of them personally, they wouldn't be taken seriously at all. And you, they really have to kind of put their necks out there in order to speak their truth, which is not something that's it's something that's really horrible about social media right now. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like when when but when people started coming forward, it emboldened other people to kind of speak their truth. When seeing the positive, um, the positive response from from the community, and I I do always wish to to thank the people that really um, push for these for these people to speak their truth safely and encourage them that they're doing the right thing and didn't demonize them for something that they had no they, that they didn't understand you know so yeah I I do and want that to wasn't say their that fault wasn't their fault and I. So I do always want to say that, like, if for the people that really did support these people, it's good that we um, acknowledge their what they did. And not and, and of course, it's just something that that we should all do naturally. But I do think it's nice to acknowledge people when they do good things. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. So I just. Again, I I, for one, am I like. As a Smash player and as somebody who looked up or not, maybe not look up, but, you know, I, I liked some of those players. You know, I you, you go in, drop in on one of their lives. You follow them on Twitter. You know, I did. Um, but I just I love so much more just people getting what they deserve um, and people who feel the strength to talk about some of the worst moments of their lives. Like that's fucking incredible. That's incredible that you've like, that's like climbing up Mount Everest naked with your feet covered in butter. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's, I I can't imagine the strength it took for some of these people. 
because you're right. The public blowback is insane. It is so severe. It is severe and it is toxic. So just like for the people that had the strength, just you are a fucking champion. And you know what? For people that don't have the strength, we're here to uplift you. Um, you know, we don't have much of a platform, but we, we are, we're here to support and uplift that shit. Yeah. There's there's nothing wrong with not being able to speak out or not wanting to speak out. Exactly. It's it's completely whoever's decision, your, your decision. Yeah. If you're the one speaking, it's yeah. You know, okay. And whether you do or don't like you'll find support from the Plan C podcast because we believe in doing the right fucking thing. And, you know, if you're a victim, I am so, so sorry that this is something that you have had to endure in your life and something that you have had to hide and something that has made you feel terrible. I, I mean, I, again, I'm not, I'm just some Joe Schmo, so it may not mean anything, but you're heard. Like, you are heard. You, you're, you're, your feelings are valid and acceptable. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's all yeah for sure. That's, that's, that's what I got. That, you know, yeah. Um, for, for me, I've, I've very much been, like, following the Smash community as well as I'm a... I'm very critical of social media in general. So when I see something like this, it does finally give people a chance to kind of acknowledge the problems that come with this. And I think the primary things that I would say need to be addressed within the Smash community and and also beyond that is people need to not idolize the personalities that they see on social media, whether that be the Kardashians, whether that be like, Kanye, whether that's whether that be anyone like you, people need to really be able to think for themselves and also know that these people are fallible and only have knowledge of whatever they are, whatever they're famous for. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, like like you see all the time. um, What's the guy who owns Tesla? Elon, fuck Elon, Elon Musk. Elon Musk will say some stupid shit, some absolutely, absolutely stupid shit when it comes to stuff not in his area, but you know, so that's, that's, but that's like why you don't idolize people like that because there's no way that they have all that knowledge, you know? And the other, the other thing that people need to realize is that there does need to be put more responsibility on people that do have a lot of outreach, you know, like social, social media has allowed random people to become famous overnight. And there is a certain amount of responsibility that needs to come with, with, with being able to reach so many young people as well as like people your age and stuff like that. I feel like there needs to be people, there needs to be some sort of guide for people that are gaining this type of publicity because I, it's, while it is easy to demonize a lot of these people, I can, I, I can't see yet, but cause I'm not, I'm not famous, but I can imagine that it's Cameron, very you're difficult. not famous. No way. No way. But I can imagine it'd be incredibly difficult to deal with that transition because there are people that are famous, their lives are irrevocably changed. And all of a sudden they have people that will hang on their every word as if it's like gospel. So that's also something that really needs to come into play. 
about the Smash community coming moving forward in general. I'm not completely sure if the Smash community will recover, but I do think that people should give the people that are replacing these these kind of foul people, honestly. Um, I mean, they're not kind of foul. They're, they're foul. Yeah, they, them foul people. Foul they, as fuck. They the should, mud they people. Should, the mud people, the dregs, bro. <laughs> Get them dregs out of here. Literally but, dregs of humanity. Yeah. But, you know, give the people that are replacing these people a chance to kind of rebuild the community in a way that's positive. So that, because I believe Smash can be very, very positive for for children and for people growing up. It can. It's a very large link to how people can make friends. And even if you're not the most social person ever, it's something that you can get good at and have to show, you know. And I do think it can be something positive in the future. If yeah, we make it so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't like. I again, I don't want to. I want this to be like a, a gloomy type of thing. And I feel like no, a lot of the yeah. times these kind of messages end up becoming very gloomy. But this situation. The result of it is extraordinarily positive. The gaming community, there's a lot of people speaking out. In the future, it'll be easier for people to speak out. You know, you it's you finally get those fuckers out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, get them the fuck know, out. Get them out of here. You know, so like there's there's a lot of positive upheaval going on, and I think it will continue to be positive as long as we take the proper steps to change accordingly. And so this should be a time of understanding uh, understanding yeah that's a good one if y'all are if y'all ain't trying to understand your fellow person you're doing something wrong yeah. i mean i obviously there are situations where like you know you don't have to understand the person because they're a terrible human and you're like oh i understand you're a terrible person so but you, you know, i do i do think you should always understand why mm. like like whenever whenever making a judgment on somebody no one no one is just born shitty you know what I mean? It's just like it's it's easy to say someone is like, oh, this person is just horrible. But like if you if you really want to judge somebody, I do think it's important to understand why, what led to that. And then you can judge them properly. Like, I don't believe in judging people without without the correct reasons or just off of headlines. And I think that's actually probably one of the bigger problems with Twitter is that it makes judging people so easy rather than mm. coming from a place of understanding, even if the even if whatever's happening is horrible. Understand why and then make your judgment and an educated judgment, you know, that's yeah. how you can benefit your community. Otherwise people will get caught in the crossfire, which is never great. Yeah. I certainly, I don't know why zero did that. I mean, I guess I kind of do, but I still don't fuck with him. That motherfucker oh, yeah. can burn. Yeah. You know, I, I looked up all this, this stuff about zero and like in the end, you're just like, Oh, well he did this stuff. These are the reasons why he did it. Obviously he doesn't excuse his actions. I understand kind of, his issues because I'm a judge a lot of the these, fuck out of him. Yeah, I'm informed. No, a lot of these people have issues. A lot of these people have been through abuse, and a lot of these people have been through very unfortunate situations. But that doesn't mean what they did wasn't absolutely horrific. And yeah. therefore, we you could be you could be you could be Superman. Beat. It don't matter. It Get don't matter. Exactly. Yeah, but I do think it's important to know the background that that therefore like. You're not seeing you see the other person as a human and yeah. not as just some like some like demon. Like it's important that we see everyone as people, because if you're on the other side of that, maybe you didn't do something wrong and everyone automatically sees you as a demon. That's not you wouldn't you wouldn't want that. You no. know, no, I don't want to get demonized. Yeah.
Um, you got anything else? This is this has certainly been a dense pod. Yeah, definitely a lot of information here. Um, um, I will say, um, for if there's anyone older watching the video, maybe people with kids, video games are positive. Please let your kids play games. They just just make sure you're watching over them while they're playing. Yeah, and especially when it comes to them dealing with other people. But the actual video games themselves, I think, are very are very important for people that may not be like super extroverted or maybe doesn't like sports. I personally like sports, but I've seen from people that may not be into that type of dynamic. Video games can be a very good um, a lifeline for them, essentially. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. We want to thank y'all for joining us on our 30th episode. We've got episode... Well, actually, this could be 31 or 30. I don't know how we're going to split up the next two podcasts. Um, but, you know, thank you for everyone who has stuck around. We appreciate y'all for listening. Um, you know, if you... If you find yourself in a position where you can't talk, I'm I'm very sorry. And I'm just gonna tell you, like, it's it's always better to talk about it than not. It's always gonna feel better after you talk. Um it could hell, it could be to your dog. Talk to your cat, you know? Could it could it could be to your pillow. Just saying the words will offer catharsis. Um yeah, and so anyone who is struggling um, with uh, with sexual assault, we have the um, the number here, and that number is one 4673 They're available twenty four hours every day, and there's an online chat. So you know, if you don't if you don't want to hear us talk about it, because we're two just Joe Schmoes who you know. It's it's a it, we I you know it's an uncomfortable topic to talk about because it's not an easy topic. So I you know I certainly struggle with talking about stuff like this. I can't imagine somebody who's actually gone through it the struggle you go through. Um, so yeah, you know, sh- shout out to you. Yeah, they're like please find the there are resources out there and please take advantage of them and. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the um, for the future for a future podcast, we have a we have a police brutality podcast coming up, which is also something heavy. Um, but I'm excited to get into it, and I hope you guys will be there to listen and kind of be with us on that journey. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Spotify, Apple, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Google Podcast, Breaker, all over the damn place. That is where we are. You can catch us on stream twice a week, Wednesday, Friday, around 7.30. We like to start, go on for two, maybe three hours. Um, yeah, come yeah, check out know. the community. We have yeah. a lot of funny people. It's all it's all a fun time. Yeah, the streams streams have actually been kind of taken off. So, you know, come come say what's up. We're we're in there. Yeah, you don't even you don't even have to play or anything. Like if you want to play, that's awesome. But you know, just if you just want to vibe out, just vibe, vibe out. out. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to the Plan C podcast. Um, and you know, if you're going through something, just again, just it might be the hardest thing in the world, but just try and talk to someone or something. Uh, yeah. All right. But, that was our 
30 slash 31st episode. Thank you so much for listening. Hope everyone is staying safe. Wear a mask. Uh, and you know what? I I don't know if I should say this, but everyone just be a damn decent human. Just please. <laughs> <laughs> we, we hope and pray, bro. We hope and pray. All right. I've said goodbye three times. This is my last time saying it. Everyone have a good morning, evening, day, night, whenever you're listening. Have a good one. Peace.